It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I gotta move it up the stick. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. A base hit. Wade will score. Arise right behind him. Throw to third. Not in time, and Kepler delivers against a lefty again. It's over. What's over? The division. It's done? The division is That's over. Are you declaring it now? That is a wrap. Yeah, Six I games. I said that today. On the in, fact, in fact, we brought over our friend Red Cran here to officially circle the Twins as winners of the American League Central. Yes. Giant Red And we brought Crayola over Red Crayola is here. To draw an X through the Cleveland Indians in the American League Central. And Cleveland's got problems now. They got big problems. Kluber's not back. Yeah. Na- Naquin tore his ACL on Friday night in Tampa. Yeah, but Buxton's out, so. And I think they're uh, and I think Kipnis is hurt too. So yeah, that they got issues. Yeah. Yeah, the uh I would agree, but you know what I you know what I can't wait for, boys? I can't wait for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You get to go play Boston. I want to see I feel my baseball soul has to be purified by good baseball teams. And the Twins are a good baseball team. But if I never had to watch, why don't they just tell Detroit, you know what, just disperse and go home. We're going to give every team that you're playing a win. Just give, just give them the W. Well, and and th- those will be off days. It would have been better for the Twins because the Twins lost to Detroit. I know. Last I just week. don't need to watch. I do not need to watch any more Tigers baseball in give 2019. Give me all the easy wins until the division. No, I'm clinched. giving you forfeits. No, I mean I'm giving you the forfeit. Well, however, we however they get them. Just but don't give, you want to see them play Boston? Give me all the easy wins. I, I want to like see the Boston, Boston is series. a good be, baseball team. They haven't been that good this year. They're better, though, but I mean well, they're, they're better not better than the Tigers. But Detroit, yeah. Detroit's a, uh, a dumpster fire. Well, yes. So no, I just want to. See, I'm not saying it's got to be even, a world class baseball team. I just want to yeah. see him play good baseball. I don't even teams. recognize what Detroit is doing right now as baseball. In, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even consider not that wrong. baseball. Dude, you know when Ron Gardenhire holds a press conference a couple days ago to basically say, "Hey, you know, I'd love to keep managing. I would. I would understand." <laughs> If management if wanted to, to make a change, yeah. I'm not going to quit because I'm owed $6 million over the next two years. But, you know, if somebody wanted to tell me to go home and keep my cholesterol and heart rate down, I would, I would gladly do so. If you owed $6 million, how much of that $6 million would it take for you to go away? For me? Four. Yeah. Four. Four? Give me four. four. And you're good? I'll I mean, I, I would probably take it. Just give me give me a couple million dollars and I'm good Two. at that point. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm right in between you guys. I was thinking half. Give me, give give me, me three. three million. <laughs> You'll never hear from me Is it again. really true that Ron Gardenhire... As a matter of fact... For score north, give me three million, and you'll never hear from me again. All right, noted. Yeah. We'll exactly. talk to yeah. we'll talk to the suits. Exactly. And see, what see do you want to get rid of me? Just give me three <laughs> mil. I'll be gone. But like, I feel I feel like somebody uh, somebody was I don't know if it was a public interview. I just I either heard through the grapevine or heard about an interview that Ron Gardenhire didn't know that this was going to happen. That when he brought in his oh, crew, yeah, his, told us that last all week. of his assistant coaches that were twins assistant coaches oh, Stark. and Jason Stark. Yeah, J- that's right. That. Because he had, he's shocked yeah. that they're a 100 loss team. It's like, I mean, anybody looking at the the current state of Miguel Cabrera and that roster Are going into the year. Are you guys shocked by that? Not at all. Like no, I, no, not even a little bit. I looked at that team and I'm like, yeah, you're not going to be good. You're not. You're gonna. You're gonna be bad. The only difference is I, will, I didn't think Miguel Cabrera was this bad. That happened fast. That the, happened real fast. The difference I think is this. I think Detroit's really putrid, and they didn't entirely mean to be, but it's not surprising. Baltimore actively said, how can we be just off? Right. Like the Dolphins right now. Yeah. The Dolphins are basically saying, my gosh, if we win one game, that's one win too many for the 2019 season. I think Detroit is like, I think we'll be, and you're like, oh, no, 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 you're going to be there's real bad. N- but there's not as much benefit to tanking. I mean, tanking in baseball, 
it, it's like a four-year tank process in baseball because right. you have to accumulate. You, it's not like in basketball. If you tank, you, you get the next LeBron James, and now you win 60 games the next yeah, one season. one player can completely turn the franchise around. Baseball, you need like three or four high draft picks and all of them to click, and then you have to wait like four years each for them to come through your pipeline. And I mean, let's use Royce Lewis as an example for the Twins. I don't think the Twins were tanking on purpose when they drafted Royce Lewis, but they were bad enough to be able to get the number one overall pick. Right. And Royce Lewis had a terrible season this year at Double A, and it, well, Double A and, and Single A. I think he's still going to be great. But it, if you're tanking in baseball, that's a long road. So have fun, Tigers, I guess. And, good, <laughs> and uh, congratulations to the Twins who unofficially clinched the division by going up six games with what. 29 games left? Magic number is 20, and there's 25 games left. 25 games left. Okay. Can I get on a soapbox real quick here, too? Sure. Because I feel like all throughout the last two off-seasons, especially this off-season, Derek Falvey and Thad Levine took so much heat from various fans. Why don't you go out and make a big splash? You're too chicken, and the Polads are too cheap to sign a Bryce Harper, right? Why don't you go out there and make a big splash? And I think we've broken down enough on this show why that's not always the most prudent thing to do and why it's just not feasible for a mid- to low-market financial team. This front office, let's take a step back here and reflect. As of Saturday night, when the Twins broke the Major League home run record, baseball has been keeping track of stats since, like, just after the Civil War, for God's sakes. And the Twins just hit more home runs in five months of a six-month season than anyone has ever hit in the history of baseball in a season. This front office put together the greatest power-hitting team in baseball history. And I almost feel like they're not getting credit. Like, have you, has, is anyone praising Derek Falvey and Thad Levine? I mean, I did today on the Twins the, show. I okay. don't know how many people are doing it outside of that. But, but shouldn't, they, shouldn't they be showered with praise for with, this? With the four off-season acquisitions, major off-season acquisitions that they made to their lineup in Cruz, Scope, uh, CJ Crone, and who am I missing? There's one more guy. Crone, Scope, Cruz, um, Marwin Gonzalez. Marwin, Marwin Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. 94 home runs. Yeah. Between those four guys, 94 home runs. I think what should, should be praised, though, is, is for um, Falvey and Levine, too, you guys, how much they apparently went to school or learned from the mistakes of, of the previous winter into last. Because, you know, that was... I, I think that we were probably more excited in spring training 2018 when they signed Lance Lynn, right, and Lomo. And we're like, oh, that's great. You're getting them on the cheap. This is fantastic. And the problem there is the chemistry was awful. And so I, I think the, the most important thing from a starting point is they went back and said, okay, we screwed that up, but we can learn from that. And we're not only going to try to get players that we deem can be productive on the field but are also good in the clubhouse. And that's why, from day one, the Nelson Cruz signing to me was fantastic, right? Because Nelson Cruz, you thought, okay, realistically, I said 25 home runs, but he's great in the clubhouse. The Marwin, the Marwin signing, by the way, again, in spring training, is as polar opposite from Lance Lynn and Lomo as you could possibly get. The guy signed late, could have come in, ticked off. Instead, he comes in consummate pro. So just as much as praising those guys for what they got from the veteran players they signed last winter on the field, I also praise them for having definitely gone to school on what went wrong uh, chemistry-wise in 2018. It's, I think, equally as important as the, the acquisitions that you guys mentioned. I mean, Nelson Cruz, number one. Look at some of the dudes that they unlocked in this offense. Mitch Garver, on a per-at-bat basis, has become one of the prolific power hitters in all of baseball. He's the one that broke the record on Saturday night. Max Kepler's been a hitter with some power potential, 20 home runs, all right, trying to figure out how to put it all together. He's going to hit like 45 home runs when it's all said and done. So everything they've implemented from smart, savvy free agent signings to whatever sort of coaching and development system that they're putting the Max Keplers and the uh, Mitch Garvers through to unlock those guys, it just and it's. And are we ever going to know how the sausage is made necessarily? I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be smart of them to say, "All right, well, other thirty teams and other twenty nine teams in baseball." Here's how we took a backup catcher who hit a few home runs in the minor leagues and made him into Babe Ruth. Um, so we're, we're not going to get the full story, and we're never going to we're never going to be able to see behind that curtain, at least not for another five or ten years. Um, but I just think. It's, I don't think we can praise those guys enough for what has been built here in, in 2019. And 
not just the development, but also, I mean, they, they have a formula in terms of what they're trying to put together in that lineup. And the, it's real easy to figure out what it is. It's home runs. I mean, that was the plan when they brought in Nelson Cruz and Jonathan Scope. It was, let's hit a ton of home runs and just see if teams can keep up with us. Our pitching might not be great, although it's, I think, better than, than maybe even what they expected. But we're just going to beat you over the head and see if you can if you can withstand that for nine innings and if you can outscore us. And for the most part, teams have not been able to do that. Blind, t- blind uh, back in time test right now. Blind Go- taste test is coming up later, too. The Go Robbie Fried Food Challenge will happen twice today. And Go yeah. uh, pull up uh, the twin stats, and if I'd ask you this question in March, look at Sano and Buxton's current stats, because if, if you guys recall, that was the big talker. Like, these guys have to emerge. Yeah. And I'm not saying that either one has been terrible, but look at for Buxton games played. M- Miguel, I think, missed the first seven weeks of the season. Look at their He's stat- also missed the last two weeks, too. Well, he is on, on this road trip. He is like <laughs> one for 19. But anyway. Go, I'm okay with it. Go look I'm at totally the, okay with it. Go, go look at those stats, though, and then tell me if I had presented you those stats in March and said, how are the Twins doing as we enter September? What's your answer? No, yeah, I remember we were all talking at the start of the season that if this thing was going to work, Buxton and Sano had to deliver. They finally had to live up to the promise and the expectations that people had for them. And both of those guys have had good seasons, but I think that's probably the most important thing that the Twins, Falvey and Levine, have done this year is take the pressure off those guys and find some other people to put around them who can produce and and, and make it so that the whole future of the franchise, yeah. not just an at-bat or a game or a situation, doesn't rest solely on Buxton and Sano, but the, the, the fates of the franchise for a while were resting solely on those guys' shoulders and... A, I don't know that, they, that they'll ever be good enough to, to live up to that and to carry a franchise. And B, it's just not fair or smart to, to operate in that way to say, yeah. if we need these two guys to do it, and if they can't, we're just done as an organization. And gentlemen, since we are currently on gallon three of a uh, Kool-Aid, Twins Kool-Aid party it's here tasty. on stage. Right? It's tasty Kool-Aid. I want to bring two names to you after what we saw this weekend with the debut of Bruce Dar Gratterall. And, and what's the what's his way of pronouncing it? Because uh, Bru- I'm like Americanizing his Bruzdar Gratterall. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my name is Bruzdar Gratterall. Okay. Bruzdar Gratterall. So Gratterall, he's rolling how, how many R's? Gratterall. Two? Two in the last name? But it's not as hard a... It's not the double R where you have to roll yeah, it, where it's, it's mandatory to roll it. But you could roll it. You're not it's, rolling it. The single R is sort of an optional roll. Yeah. But it's you can roll it. Oh, yeah. And you should. Oh, I am. Okay, good. Grat roll. <laughs> Two names, okay, as comparisons. A 22-year-old David Price in 2008 was a September call-up for the Tampa Bay Rays. It was unhittable. He comes up, throwing hard. Uh, they used him out of the bullpen in the playoffs, and they rode him and some of their other good players and hitters, obviously, to the World Series. Now, they lost in the World Series that year. But David Price, instantly, as a top prospect, 22 years old, no real scouting report, at least nothing that was immediately transferable for Major League hitters. And in September and October, he was lights out. 2013, Michael Waka for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, he hasn't been that great the last few years, but... In September and late August and then into October, that guy was one of the Cardinals' best pitchers as a 21-year-old. Sometimes when you call up these top prospect 21, 22-year-olds and there's not really a book on them and they're really good, and in this case, Gratterall throws 100 miles an hour, if he clicks against actual teams the way that he did against the Tigers yesterday, (laughs) actual major league teams, the, the real teams, this team can win the World Series. And you only need your starters to go five or six. If that guy's going to give you one or two innings, and you're going to get a day between games sometimes in the playoffs, and all of a sudden you just get to unveil right. one of the I, top pitching prospects in baseball with a hundred miles an hour. Just no, he's, no. He, it, it, it's, it's the same. On, hold on a it's the same impact that David to. Price. Had. We've spilled Kool Aid. There's there's spilled Kool Aid on all the stage. Tell me boss. where I'm wrong. It's Kool Aid, man. Hey hey hey. All right. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That was the Kool-Aid, man. Okay, let's get them through for their sake. Let's get them through and say they can win a first-round playoff series. I need to get them through a playoff series. Before what? Before I can go. Before I can make the leap to World Series, I need to get them through a playoff That's series. fine. Well, then you can just go sit over there. I can get them. <laughs> I can get them. No, I'm trying to help them out. I'm trying to dial back the expectations no. so that people Why? are. Okay. Why do we need, Why? at this point, okay, 
Why do we need to dial back expectations? Because you've just point? played the Tigers a lot. So what? And you have Tiger Fever. This is what the whole cut Tiger the break sting was all right, about. Right, but it's deadly. It's not. It's de- deadly. It's deadly. deadly Tiger, fe- it. Tiger Fever is a plague that is affecting all of Detroit and parts yeah. of Minneapolis, St. Paul right okay, now. Okay, the jalapeno-infused spam curds that this man ate on stage last that week, those are deadly. deadly, okay? That was deadly. Being optimistic about the Twins' chances to win the World Series is not deadly. Let's see them against. Let's see them play against good teams and assess We that. already have. You're, but you're seeing them right now. But They're on pace for 100 wins. But they've played a steady diet of Chicago and Detroit, and I'm just cautioning but you. But they're going to win 100 games. They're a very good baseball team. But I'm saying, let's get them through a playoff series. Let's but, get them through a first-round okay, playoff win. If I were to take you back, and by the way, everyone say hi to Ron Gardenhire right here. Ron Gardenhire is walking by the booth. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Ron Gardenhire. It's a compliment. He's far happier than Gardy. Gard- Gardy would not be any fair right now. Um, okay, if I were to tell you, okay, Judd, back in, back in March, when spring training was, was about to shift to the regular season, this team is going to break the major league record for home runs and win 100 games mm-hmm. without knowing any other piece of information. If all I asked you was, do they have a chance to w- a pretty good chance to win the World Series? What would you have said? If the only two pieces of information were 100 wins and major league power record. How's the starting pitching? <laughs> that's not that's, <laughs> that's not what, what I would have said. No, that's not, that's not, not what I would have said. Pieces of info you good, get. good enough to win 100 games. That's how the starting pitching is. Thank you. Then I need to get a see him get, get through a first-round playoff series <laughs> and win it. That's what I would have told you. Let's see. Bring Gardy back. Where's Gardy? Where did he go? This whole cut the brakes thing, <laughs> and then exactly they played the why a lot. I need to, to be help. driving this Twins bus. We can't have jittery Judd driving. We, pre- every, we previously flew. He's going to slam off the brakes. We previously flew off the cliff. Oh my god! We previously went right off a cliff with with you driving, no, and then I had it. to. And then I had still, to get the bus repaired. This thing is still a steaming locomotive, just flying down yeah, the road. Because it's playing the steaming Tigers. No, because they're on pace <laughs> for a hundred wins against the Tigers and a whole bunch of other teams. Hey, it's a very good baseball team. They are good baseball By the way, the Yankees... Enjoy. They are excited. It's okay. The Yankees have hit like 60 home runs against the Orioles, okay? Like, yeah. every, everyone gets to pad their their record and their numbers against bad teams. And I would, and I do think it would be great fun to, to see a playoff series between those two teams. The, I agree The with Yankees you and would Twins be would be great fun. It, the games might go till three, and it might be absolutely <laughs> crazy. Yeah, start but, all those games at like three in the afternoon. But it would be fun. <laughs> That series would be a lot of fun. It it will be a lot of fun. It will be. In what? fact, there was a bracket posted today by the MLB That's Instagram what's account. What's the matchup? And right now, the Twins would play the Astros in the division round. Bring them on. And the Yankees would be on the other side God, of the see, bracket. See, I want the Yankees. I think the Yankees You'll series, get them. Because the pitching would be so much fun to watch. I think you'll get the Yankees at some point. This, this, is, this is the first time the Twins will have played the Yankees in a playoff series where you actually look at both rosters and say... Okay, the tail of the tape is not. Oh yeah, like the Yankees don't have five Hall of Famers right. on steroids versus you know the little engine that could Twins. But I don't know. Or they look they look the same. I don't know if everybody realizes that both inside and outside the Twin Cities. I don't know that everybody realizes that. I was on the score in Chicago on Friday. They spell it weird. S C O R E. Losers. But the host Joe Ostrowski, he asked me. He said. Who do you uh, fear? This, and this is how he worded it. Who do you fear more in a playoff series, the Yankees or the Astros? And I said, well, I think they could win either series. And quite yeah. honestly, I'd give the Astros the upper hand. But I think the Yankees, that's a coin flip of a series. I think that's a 50-50 series. They're, those are mirror images of each other, the Astros mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the Twins. I mean, the uh, Twins and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Mirror images of each other. Offenses that go 12 or 13 deep that can mash, who rely heavily on home runs who have some questions when it comes to their starting rotation. Yep. And with the Yankees, even more questions when it comes to their bullpen than the Twins what after, might, after the trade deadline. What might tilt the table a little, Luis Severino, who's the Yankees' young ace, just started a rehab assignment yesterday, I believe. And I don't know what their plan is with is him. Is he going to start or, or be a bullpen guy coming back? That's what they have to figure I, out. I had heard bullpen at first just to try and ease him back in. I mean, I don't know if he would have time... In a month now, and and these games are these are going to be like, you know, extended spring training basically games. He's not going to be able. There's not enough minor league season left for him to get stretched out as a starter. So, did did you see the uh, somewhat breaking news for game one of the Boston Twin series tomorrow night? Yeah, they're pushing Barrios back. Yeah, smart. Randy Domnick's going to Domnick, Domnick, Domnick. It's going to start. Barrios being pushed back, which is finally the Wetmore plan coming to fruition. Yeah, I was just going to say. But he's right. Finally but he's been, he's been right about that the entire time. I, I, this is a perfect, 
push him back. It's a smart move, yes. Let's come back. Mackie and Jeb with Rami live at the Minnesota State Fair. The Vikings set their 53-man roster, and there's so much to get to based off various news. In fact, we had some breaking news that we'll, that we'll get to uh, about an hour and a half ago. Um, real quick, before we go anywhere, we are the only place in town at Score North, which is the all-new Score North as of January this last year, that has a daily Viking show, 2 to 4 o'clock every single day. You can find it live on AM1500, live.scorenorth.com, and on the Score North mobile app, which is free to download. Matthew Collar, Alex Boone on Tuesdays and Thursdays, former Vikings offensive lineman Sage Rosenfels on Mondays and Wednesdays. Judd is on that show on a regular basis, and our Score North merchandise booth, if you're here now at the fair, or if you're showing up tonight for ZZ Top, open until around 8 o'clock tonight, the merch booth. If you show us your Score North mobile app, you'll get a $5 t-shirt, and we're also donating all proceeds from the All Arise t-shirt sales to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald I House. I believe that's Ronald McDonald House. Pretty Say sure. Say again. I'm pretty sure about that. Gretel. I feel like I got a roll at all. Yeah, that's good. It's pretty good. Rat that's, roll. That's pretty good. All right, Vikings made a bunch of moves. We'll talk about them, and we'll uh, no, we'll mute Rami's now. microphone when we come back here. Judd's <laughs> but before okay. we do anything, I want to talk to you, all of you, about my friends at Sort of Pro Painters. You know, I often talk about, and it's a fault of mine, my frustration with our local teams. Right? Well, I want to tell you about a team in this town that won't let me down. It never has, and those are my friends at Sort of Pro Painters. I'm absolutely thrilled by the job they recently did at my house. They made our guest room and bath look like new. And two words come to mind when summing up what Serta Pro Painters folks do. Professional and thorough. And now it's your turn to contact Serta Pro Painters and feel that same satisfaction that I did. It helps that each Serta Pro Painters business get this independently owned and operated so it's right here in our community. I urge you to schedule your free estimate online at SertaPro.com or by calling 800-GO-SERTA. Find out for yourself the type of quality that you get from Serta Pro Painters. Again, they did a couple uh, rooms in my house, painted them, made them look absolutely fantastic. The rooms look like new. So happy with the work that they did. And you can get that free estimate online. I said free, SertaPro.com or calling 800-GO-SERTA. That is Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, we do painting, you do life. Welcome back. Minnesota State Fair, the final day here of the Minnesota State Fair and the final day of the first year of Score North at the Minnesota State Fair. We appreciate everyone who's come out and uh, chatted us up during commercial breaks. If you're a listener or a fan of the show or anything we do at Score North, we really appreciate when you give us five-star reviews on our podcast on Apple and Spotify. It helps spread the word about our shows, and it helps really, quite frankly, this is the most important thing, it just bloats our egos, really. That's what... That's what it's Yeah, praise really us. About. Just praise yeah. us constantly. That's what we need validation. Because when and, I get picked on, I yeah. feel really bad. I go home and cry. Yeah. It's all I'm here for. <laughs> this validation. I just go all I'm in this yeah. business hey, for. Hey, b- before we talk uh, Vikings, got a question for both of you. What was your emotional status on Saturday night when the home run record was about to fall and the bases were loaded at one point? Yeah, we were, we were uh, just for people who are new to this because it, it, it popped up last week, we had been given clearance at score north to give away fifty thousand dollars to someone clearance required who correctly predicted who would hit the record-breaking home run and if it was a grand slam it's a thousand dollars and we gave it away uh to a winner from otsego steve for predicting steve from otsego predicted mitch garver and uh a lot of people predicted mitch garver but he was drawn as the winner okay but if it was a grand slam the prize goes from a thousand to fifty thousand so they had this barrage of home runs on Saturday night, and all of a sudden, there's runners on, I believe, first and second, and Max Kepler comes up. And you could tell right away off the first pitch, oh, my God, they're, pit- they're going to pitch around Max Kepler. And I believe it was a four-pitch walk to Max Kepler, because why would you, you want to group into Max Kepler? He's, sure. he's amazing. Sure. So after about two balls and no strikes, it became obvious the bases are going to be loaded, and there's $50,000 on the line here. And uh, I was watching from the Roseville VFW with a couple of twins-loving friends. We were craving some Red Savoy pizza, and they have Red Savoy pizza at VFW in Roseville. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and there's you know there's like just a bunch of tables of random people hanging out enjoying sounds their like night. Roadhouse <laughs> so, sounds like Roadhouse. He was kicking butt. 
I didn't know. Swayze comes in. I didn't know people just hung out at the VFW. I Dude, thought there's, it was a Red, place, there's Red Savoy Pizza. I thought it was a place where veterans hung out, obviously. And, <laughs> and pizza lovers. I, I didn't know that they had Red Savoy Pizza there. Are you, I've never a, are had you a pizza Red, guy? I've never had Red Savoy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of a pizza snob okay. coming from Chicago and all. He and right. Collar. Yeah. Huge pizza oh, snobs. Yeah, yeah. But Matthew Collar, who's never had a buffalo wing worthy of being the, within 10 feet of him outside the of first buffalo. thing when i came to town <laughs> to interview the first thing collar said to me he said matthew this is rami he's uh working in milwaukee right now chicago guy originally from chicago he looks at me he goes you will not find a good slice of pizza in this city <laughs> that was <laughs> like all right and well, the wings are terrible i don't want this job now all right, right i'll see you guys film. later back to milwaukee <laughs> but we're so we're sitting inside the roseville vfw just housing a sausage and pepperoni red savoy pizza and Max Kepler draws a walk, and the three of us at the table are like, oh, my God, the bases are loaded. Oh, my God. And like, people start looking over. What are, they, what are they watching? It's like 10 to 5. The game's not close. It's the Tigers. It's the Tigers. <laughs> it's just a random game out of nowhere. And I didn't think, you know, Luis, so Luis Arise comes up to pinch hit. And there were a few people. There was like 30 people that picked Luis Arise to be the one. One of them to, was our guy, Dan. Who's, uh, he was tweeting me. Dan, he comes out to our remotes oh, yeah. all the time, tweets yeah. us off, and he was in a bar himself freaking out. <laughs> no. Said people were looking at Dan him like Dan Chambers was, was in a bar? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Shocking. This is breaking news. I know. Uh, I know. It's but, crazy. And, and it's, it's hard to, to, you know, butterfly effect, but, like, Luis Arias takes a 3-2 pitch that could have gone either way. And if he walks, the bases are loaded for Mitch Garver. And Mitch Garver wound up leading off the next inning with a solo home run. So I wonder if, if the umpire calls that a ball, oh. does Garver tee off on the next pitch the way that he did to start the next inning, and somebody wins 50000 and Steven Atsigo wins $50,000. The moral of the story is you better have the Scornorth mobile app because at any given time we could pop up and attempt to give someone $50,000. You wow. never know. It's you never know when we roll up with fifty k. Yep. <laughs> A briefcase. I like how he makes it sound like we, like Rami's driving the car with the 50K in the trunk. I mean, the Brinks truck. If you had 50K in your trunk, you wouldn't stop. No. Uh Uh-uh. You'd be back in Chicago. If you guys were like, Rami, uh, here's here's the 50,000. Take it to our friend Steve and not see you. I'd be like, cool, guys. All right. (laughs) You'd never see me again. (laughs) Ever. So that was fun. It was fun to sweat that on, uh, on Saturday night. The breaking Vikings news from earlier today, they swap out. One first-round draft pick wide receiver bust from the 2016 draft for another 2016 first-round wide receiver bust. They were like one pick away from each other, Picks weren't they? 22 and 23. Josh Doxson signed to a one-year contract by the Vikings, but Josh Doxson is not on the same level of bust as Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell is borderline unplayably bad. Josh Doxson, the last couple of years, last year he had 44 catches for 530 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and he's coming in. He's not even really scheduled to be your number three receiver right away, but he does have some experience and some chemistry with Kirk Cousins. I like the signing, especially as a number four, number five guy that could come in. Obviously, it was a first-round talent, or at least was evaluated that way at one point. And if you were asking me, all right, you got to pick either Treadwell or Doxson, and and see if one of those first-round picks from a few years ago can do anything in their career, I would pick Doxson over Treadwell, yeah. just like the Vikings did. I don't know. i got to think that this is how NFL teams look at it, just because of how many second, third, and fourth chances guys like Laquan Treadwell and Josh Doxson get. It's a lot easier to take on somebody else's bust and have some hopes or expectations for him than it is your own bust, who you've been dealing with already for three or four years. They they obviously tried everything that they could with Laquan Treadwell and decided this just isn't going to happen here. Maybe somewhere else, but it's simply not going to happen here. With Doxon, he never lived up to the first-round expectations, better than Treadwell from those numbers that Phil was just reading off. But I'm sure that they decided, hey, man, we tried everything that we could here, and it's not going to happen here. So he goes to a different destination, and now the Vikings can try and see if they can tap into Whatever couldn't be tapped into in his last stop, I think it's a lot easier to take on somebody else's bust as a project than it is to, t- to keep on banging your head up against the wall with your own bust who's a project. Yeah, because if, Do- if Doxon comes here now and produces a bit, it's gravy. With Treadwell, it was always, but he was a first-round pick. Doxon's not, not, to Rami's point, not your first-round pick. And I think if you look back, I want to say uh, two years ago in Cousins last year in Washington, Phil, I think Doxon caught six touchdown passes. He did. So, and, and Including there was a game winner in there against and, Seattle, too. And here's why I think Treadwell had to be cut. 
they had to cut Treadwell for Cousins' own good because Kirk showed us last year that he would throw to him. And I'm not joking. Like, if you had just said, well, Treadwell's ordinarily going to be, let's say, the fourth receiver and sort of a decoy. Like, he'll be out there. Mm-hmm. A, de- but, a decoy. Right, but he can play just, just <laughs> you, a dummy you can receiver. Put a parking cone out there. Just a there dummy a receiver. But, but let's say, but where Treadwell was not bad with special teams. So you could have been like, well, he can make the roster and play special teams. But the problem, and we saw this, uh, Collar and I talked about this, against the Packers in Week 2 last year, against the Patriots, basically a handful of games. Treadwell played, and Cousins threw to him. I was like, no, 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 you can't but, like, do that. I don't even blame Cousins for that, because if it's third down and eight, and someone put Laquan Treadwell in the yep. game... And, he flashes, and he flashes open over the middle like, well, I'm not blaming him. i got to throw him the ball. I'm saying he had to be cut for Cousins' own good because you can't do that. The coaching staff couldn't be tempted to use Treadwell because it was such a disaster. I, he made, he made in his entire three years here, I think he might have made like two pretty good catches. Well, he, uh, go ahead, Rami. But, I mean, do they have anybody better is the question. They do now. That you, Cohen Phil talked sure? about? Better, better than Treadwell? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I would say. Got, you said, I mean, you can't really blame Kirk Cousins when he's the guy who they put out there on the field. And if he's the one who ends up being open because they're doubling Diggs and Thielen or at All least right, one of those two guys. I'll explain this to you. Then do they have anybody better on the roster now? Because they were running him out there because they thought he was the best option at third wide receiver. Did they find a better option? This is the difference. If you hire me as your dietitian. And and I make sure that there's not cookies in your house, right? Because okay. your temptation to eat those those cookies might be decent, pretty good. They might not be great, but you're so tempted, right? Yes. Cousins, By the way, I was eating Sweet Martha's cookies. Right. So I'm taking Sunday. those away. Yeah. Judd's like, I don't know how to get you into a state of ketosis, but I know not to have cookies in your pantry. <laughs> exactly. So so BC Johnson is like salary sticks. I can give you salary sticks. Now I don't want you to to eat those all the time, but I'm removing the most temptation. So I'm not faulting Cousins. I'm saying the temptation to throw him the ball because, as Phil said, a coach said, go out there, yeah. turned into an utter, he, Kirk blew up and became a 400-pound man because of that. His longest catch, I believe I heard Collar say this on Purple Daily today, his longest catch as a Viking was 25 yards yep. in three years. Yep. And this is a team, if you look at, in, in my lifetime, I think Gene Washington was the first, and that was before I was born, first-round wide receiver draft pick by the Vikings, but they went like 20-plus years until they drafted Randy Moss in the first round in 1998. If you look at the other wide receivers they've drafted in the first round, it's, it's Percy Harvin was fine. I don't think he ever lived up to what you thought based on injuries and migraines and different things, um, but it's, it's busts. And if, if we think about Troy Williamson and Cordero Patterson, and the first word that comes to mind with both those guys is bust, right? Especially Troy Williamson. Those guys are Hall of Famers compared to Laquan Treadwell, okay? I've got the numbers here. Yes. Laquan Treadwell, three years as a Viking, 56 catches and one touchdown. One touchdown. This was a big-bodied, thick-wide receiver who, after the, the, after the injury he sustained in college, might not be able to get separation, but at the very least, he's going to be able to be a big red zone target for you, right? One touchdown in three years. Troy Williamson is widely considered the biggest bust in the last 25 years of Vikings drafts. He caught 23 more passes in three years as a Viking and at least caught three touchdowns instead of one, okay? So if we're looking at Troy Williamson being maybe the biggest bust in the last two or three decades of Vikings football, and his numbers put Laquan uh, Treadwell's numbers to shame, that's pretty telling. And by the way, Cordell Patterson... He had a 45 and a 52 catch season with the Vikings. A lot of that was dink and dunk and manufactured bubble screens and, and things like that. And also was a very good he return was. man. Yes. So, I mean, if we're putting together a pecking order of first-round draft pick busts for the Vikings, you have to put Laquan Treadwell above Troy Williamson and above... Now, you might say, well, Williamson was a top-10 pick. And that's what sways that. But I would put Laquan Treadwell above Troy Williamson in the bust department. To which I did on when the news came down Saturday. I tweeted a poll that said, who, who is the Vikings' biggest first-round bust since 2000? Laquan Treadwell, Troy, Erasmus James was my third choice, okay. and Christian Ponder. 4,356 votes. Here's what we got. Williamson got 42%. Uh, Ponder got 29%. 
Erasmus James got 15%. Laquan only got 14%. I started out th- thinking that Troy was a bigger bust, but when I looked at the raw stats, and it's apples to apples, it's three years, both of them. When I looked at that, I ranked him Ponder 1 because that's an enormous swing and a miss yeah. at a fairly high pick. At, at probably, the most important position on the field. And in probably all of sports, yeah. like right. QB. I went Ponder 1. I went Treadwell 2, Williamson 3, Erasmus 4. Some people are going to say Matt Khalil, but Matt Khalil was really good his rookie can't year. Can't do that, exactly. He had a big-time season so his you, rookie And year. I've seen a few people say that already. You can't call somebody a bust if they had one good year? No, you can. I'm saying... He's Matt Khalil's a bust. Okay, but not the when, biggest when, bust when because ranking, he had one good year. Yeah, when okay. ranking these, I'll add one to Christian Ponder's resume. Okay, not only was he a bust for the Vikings and was just a terrible quarterback. If you look at first round draft pick quarterbacks that turn out to not be starters, more often than not, if not all the time, they hold a clipboard for like twelve years. Like Blaine Gabbert is still like was still a backup quarterback as of last year. Sure. Right. Yeah. I think he's still on a team somewhere. Um, that can't be true. There's terrible quarterbacks all over the league that hold clipboards because they just become backups. Christian Ponder was so bad, he was just flat out of the league after four years. Not even worthy of being in a film room or in a quarterback's room as a second or a third guy. Mark Sanchez, not a good quarterback. Mark Sanchez, still holding clipboards after like nine years in the NFL. Anybody want to take a guess as to where Blaine Gabbard is still playing Rams. football? Rams? Is it the Rams? Is it is it is it the Rams? No. Okay. I thought he went um, to the Rams at one point. Blaine Gabbert. Hold on. He's played for this coach before. I'll give you that clue. Jacksonville? Nope. I'm trying to think of the coaches he's played for. There's a lot of them. <laughs> well, who took him? Jacksonville took him, right? Yep. And, and he went to San Francisco for a while. Yep. Went to Arizona for a while. Really the, whittling this down the, for you guys. Bruce know. Arians, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah, he's he's a buck. He's Jameis' backup, apparently. Well, he might have to play. Who knows? Amazing. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in lockstep with you. Christian Ponder's number one. Um, I mean, Demetrius Underwood is such a, an interesting case. Yeah, I, I started the poll out in 2000, and Demetrius was behind Culpepper. He was there. He was their pick in '99. Okay, but the Demetrius one is. That's like a different conversation, I think, because he disappeared from training camp. Yeah, have you ever have you ever heard the Demetrius Underwood story? I don't think I have. Judd, do the honors here. Uh, so Demetrius shows up in training camp. He, he was drafted out of Michigan State by Denny Green, who was told by Nick Saban, who I think had coached him, don't draft this like kid. Like 1999 In 99. So, so he shows up in Mankato in fatigues, goes through like one practice, gets his butt absolutely kicked. Uh, by I think Corey Stringer, like it just it was awful. Wait, was he wearing the fatigues as like a message? Yes, like, I'm ready I think for so. Battle. Anyway, okay. anyway, he he had it turned out we we uh, subsequently found out some mental issues. He got in a cab in Mankato, took it to the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport, and I believe flew to Philadelphia and was never heard from again. What? To which Denny called it because because the Vikings had made a trade before that draft with Washington and traded Brad Johnson to Washington. And taking Culpepper, and Denny called it a bonus pick, and even Red McCombs, who was as cheap as could be, and was you know said, "There's no such thing as a bonus pick in the first round, Denny. You screwed it up. <laughs> he disappeared. It's just a bonus pick. Wow. Paul McEnroe. Don't worry about it. Then of the Star Tribune, a reporter was the first guy to find him in Philadelphia. And what he, did we learn? He just had a lot of mental problems. I mean, it was a sad story. But, like, the Vikings couldn't find him. Wow. I don't think they ever found him. Wow. So your point is that, like, a reporter found him a reporter and not found the Vikings. Him. My, po- my <laughs> point is he's a different discussion. I'm talking about guys who got here, were mentally stable, and then were just busts. And Khalil, Khalil is close. But, Phil, I'm with you. He was elected to the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Poor one out, by the way. He just got cut by the Texans this weekend. Well, because they traded for Tunsil from the Dolphins. By the way, this Dolphins thing is off the charts. What the Dolphins is doing are doing is off the charts. It's genius. I mean, they but they go are get a, go get a franchise quarterback. But they are actively they are active. I don't recall a team that's actively dumped as much as the Dolphins are at the cutdown. Do you? Uh, no, not at not at the not at the Cleveland cutdown. didn't do that. It also it, well, but but the Dolphins. I mean, the unless you think Josh Rosen is the solution in Miami, clearly they don't. Um, their only objective should be especially with the Patriots still the Patriots in that division, 
just go get the go get the best quarterback yeah. in the draft the next time you get a chance to. So go go get whoever is that guy in in nine months from two now. two years of dumping for for the Clemson kid, Trevor Lawrence could be. That's who I want. Could be. I think he's generationally great. But that's but to be that bad and guarantee yourself the number one overall pick. I know. No. No. It's interesting. You it's know, just two weird. years from now. It's just sort of weird because in football, I don't recall a team at cutdown time basically saying we're getting rid of every, of everyone we can who's good for draft picks. Yeah. Uh, when we come back here, plenty more sports and uh, tomfoolery discussion here. But Rami Makloff is going to go through one of two round fried food one challenges. Oh man, you're going to close out the state fair with a bang. With a fried food challenge number one. And I believe Jonathan's still making his way back. This is the biggest crowd I've ever seen at the Minnesota State Fair today. Is it? It is. Collar said said on his walk to the bus, the traffic out there is absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's uh, so I I, I don't know. If you're coming to ZZ Top tonight, good luck. Leave now. (laughs) Yeah. Head to the fair now. Leave two hours ago. Exactly. Is what we're saying here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the debut, the 2019 season debut of our friend Tom Pelissero from NFL Network at the top of the next hour. We're going to be back live from the fair shortly. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. All right, Score North download Declan Goff here. Come check out the Score North booth at the Minnesota State Fair on this beautiful Labor Day. We're located at Chamber Street, just west of the grandstand. We'll be hanging out till 8 p.m. If you want a fancy Score North t-shirt, say hi to our guy, Ross Brendel. He's our co-host of the Score North Gopher Show. I'm sure he'll love to dock some Gopher football with you. The Twins were able to rally for a 4-3 win this afternoon over the Tigers. Max Kepler delivered an RBI single, which gave his team the lead. Minnesota's bullpen was superb. Four innings of work. Zero runs, four strikeouts after Jake Odorizzi was lifted in the fifth. Minnesota begins a three-game series in Beantown at Fenway Park against the Red Sox starting tomorrow. And some breaking Vikings news in the last couple hours. Uh, Minnesota will sign wide receiver Josh Doxson, who, funny enough, was picked just one spot ahead of Laquan Treadwell in the 2016 NFL Draft. Granted, Doxson has somewhat better numbers than Treadwell. He also did play two seasons with Kirk Cousins, so... He has that going for him. Now back to Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd with Rami from the State Fair. Thank you, Declan. Declan's been doing a killer job back at the studio with all of us clowning around here at the Minnesota State Fair the last 12 days. And you may be wondering, why is there a blindfolded man up on stage here? What are, what are Mackie and Judd about to do to this person up here, this Rami Maclaw? What's the answer? Well, the answer is not going to be spam curds again. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going to give you spam curds. It can always get worse, Rami. <laughs> That's true. There are worse things out here than spam curds. I will, I will grant you that. There's some, by the way, before we get to the fried food challenge, and I just got a text from Jonathan Harrison, because the lines are just a mess. He left like 20 minutes ago, and he just got back now. Oh, okay. So we'll, well, you can, Rami's blindfolded, so you can come out here. But um, it's always Labor Day where you get the smells. Not like... Day one pronto pup corn dog smells, but it's like, like an illness, like the smell, like dying animal smells from garbage cans <laughs> at the fair. You know, yes, it I mean there are some today, smells. Have you been in any of these public bathrooms today? After oh, 12 no, days? oh no, Dude, no, is, no, 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 uh-uh. Yeah, Rami wasn't in those on day one, much less day twelve. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rami, do yourself a favor, man. Go blindfolded into one of those public bathrooms Hell today and see no. what happens. No way. I went into where I, I entered a public bathroom at the state fair once in our entire run here. One time, and I'm not going back. I am not going back. That had to be desperation right there. That is not happening. Yeah, it was. It was. So the fried food challenge, and Jonathan, why don't you, uh, in fact, why don't you sort of sneak in here because you might have to be the one that feeds Rami, and I'll step off to the side. You you and I can kind of switch spots here. I lost that job Um, feeding Rami. Yeah, here, go go around me, and we'll we'll throw this over here so the audience can kind of see this. So uh, the goal is for us to put a mystery fried food item into Rami's mouth and then he has to sort of talk it through and guess what he thinks it is. Would you like sauce with this um, food item, Ronnie? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with the strategy that worked for me last time when I guessed right on a fried walleye. I'm going to go one bite without sauce and then one bite with sauce. Okay. So if we I might could, have to... Please. I don't want to give anything away here, but you might have to just sort of put some sauce on here and yeah. see what happens. So why don't we give... We'll give him one. Here you go, buddy. Okay. Oh, man, I did not like the tone in your voice when you just said, here you go, buddy. What are you about hey, buddy. to feed me? Hey, buddy. Oh, man. Enjoy it, buddy. All right, he's bitten in. Talk us through this. Hmm. That's actually pretty good. All right. I don't know what it is, but it's good. 
Would you like to try one with sauce? Yes, give me a bite I with sauce. I feel like you're going to get it now with the sauce. All right, don't bite my hand off. I won't. All right. Here you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hmm. Judd's trying one right now, hey, Give too. me a bite of sauce, would you? <laughs> there you go. You can put it on yourself. I'm going to try one of these. This show is off the rails. I definitely taste some cheddar. Is there cheddar in there? Is there cheddar in there? Can you give me that? I don't know if that's cheddar. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't think that's cheddar. I don't think so. Hmm. What else do you taste? There's like three or four things I think that you could possibly pick out here. Yeah. In terms of like the things that are in. There's something distinct, but I'm having trouble putting my finger on it. It's good. Hmm. You want another one? We're gonna give yeah, you- let me have one more. Okay. All right, here you go. Sand sauce. No sauce. No sauce. Okay. All right. Yeah. Those smell pretty. Smell pretty. I'll have you have one of these. No, this is good. Whatever it is, I'm enjoying it. Okay. One more of these. <laughs> These are good. I don't even know what to say to that. I'm hungry. All right, 10 seconds. You got 10 seconds to formulate a guess. I don't think I got this one, guys. Really? I don't know what it is, but I am Here. enjoying it thoroughly. Put out your hand. One more bite. You finish that up. Okay. Hold on. Maybe if I feel it, I can tell. Yeah, put your, yeah, put your, like put your fingernail in there. Maybe if I feel it, I can tell. There's a <laughs> put out your hand. You finish that up. Spoken <laughs> like a guy with children. All right. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. We need to guess. Guess anything. Jalapeno popper? I know that's wrong. Wow. It's oh, not a jalapeno popper. That is popper. not correct. Jonathan, what did Rami, what's the fried food challenge what food? What did I just eat? These would be Reuben bites from O'Gara's. Those are real good. Yeah. That's real good. I, it, but I think I think the, mm. the the fried outer shell sort of masks the taste of, like, the sauerkraut. Yeah. yeah. But really that was good. good. I enjoyed that. Thank here, you. Jonathan, go ahead and sneak by me here. So, all right, well, I thought I tasted four for Thousand Island. I thought I tasted Thousand Island. That was the thing that was very distinct, and I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was. I'm going to take another one. Those are, yeah, really those are really good. So now that you're nearing the end of your first ever Minnesota State Fair, Robbie Macklaw, yeah, and I feel like like your experience of your first Minnesota State Fair, most people go to the State Fair for the first time, and they go for like three hours, and then they maybe go again next year. You've been here for like nine days. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for like seven hours a day. I like state fairs. I enjoy state fairs. I've had enough of this state fair. <laughs> it's fair. This particular state fair this year. Next year, I'll love it all over again on day one. Enough. That's fair. Yeah, I've had enough. Have you seen what I'm talking about? If you look out on the pavement and the, the sidewalks, the that are, cookies that are the fallen Sweet Martha's cookies are just like baked the, into the pavement. The cookies that are essentially like, yes. the new blacktop. Yeah, like you. They oh, just re- product that's nothing. As, oh wow, that's a small. That. That's small. You know what I noticed today? <laughs> I think it's because they have a certain amount of inventory that they just got to be rid of. Sweet Martha's is piling up the cookies higher than they have. Oh, you think the, dough, the entire the state go? fair? I see people walking around and they're holding a bucket. And then they have their other hand on top of the pile of cookies that's emerging from the top of the bucket just to keep everything intact and not look that's at this. That's what she's doing. Look at that. It's insane. They've gone they've gone a whole nother level over at Sweet Martha's. Everything cookies. has to go. All the dough has to go. <laughs> I think that is what, what's you, going on. Phil, I think that, that in all the state fairs that we've worked together on this show, I want to say this is the cleanest the grounds have looked at the end that I recall. You notice that? For the first time, like there's some dead our, grass. Our, our grass patch has mostly stayed intact. In I know the front that's of what our I'm saying. Too. And I don't see as many cookie-stained sidewalks as I felt I used that's to. That's good. I think people have learned. You got to protect those cookies. You can't let those things fall off. It's like a football. It really is. Go around. The cookie is the program. If I knew what I was getting myself say. into, like if I knew what I was getting at Sweet Martha's Cookie Jar when I came to the state fair, I would come with an auxiliary container. I would come with an extra container just to put the excess. You come with a giant baggie, and then you pour, you put the extras in that baggie, and then you close the lid. Yeah, that's brilliant. Jonathan knows what's up. Again, I've done it several times. Again, spoken like a parent. <laughs> yes. Hey, nothing wrong with We've that. We've done it I'm several not times. I'm criticizing you. Yeah. Man, do you, want, do you want the rest of this Thousand Island dressing? Do you just want to put this in Hey, your... there's nothing wrong with that. How much to just squeeze the rest of this down your throat right now? Oh, my God. Okay, there's another drop. Thousand Island's good. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll do that. $200. Uh, here, hold on. $200. Judd, no. For, would you just do this because you like Thousand Island? Yeah, please. Would you, you polish this off? Please do this for free. Are you free. serious? This oh, is, hold right, on. We, we need to get this on video. Yeah, we Someone's need to get this right, on, beyond on, the score. Are you serious? Hold on. This is going to be a This is not that big a deal. No, it's definitely a big deal. All right, this is Judd. Oh, putting down. My oh no! That's oh Judd. my god, Judd! What are you doing? He's <laughs> he's polishing wow. this. This he is, is impressive. Wow! 
You just you, he's, he's going least. back for the rest. He stopped and went back for the rest. Judd just drank. It's really good. Thousand Island. Dressing. I love Thousand Island dressing. Oh my gosh! Judd just, just acted just like he was at Bunnies and just was <laughs> polishing off a beer. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It was oh good. Oh my god! What just happened? Thousand Island dressing is quality stuff. <laughs> Jesus, Judd. Hey, I mean, yeah, as dressing or as a dipping sauce, not as a drink. What's the difference? Not as sustenance, man. Well, I'm not. It's not all I'm going to eat today. <laughs> Good. You know what? I guess Ooh, it feels I, good right here. I guess too. if you're gonna have if you're gonna have like something that you would dip it in later, anyways, yeah. it's all going to the same place. Exactly, it's right in the gullet but, right now. It's boy, good. That is. I am legitimately in shock. <laughs> what did this man just do? <laughs> Judge just took for the listening audience. Judge just took basically a full pouch. Yeah, it was it was half of, of craft Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> And squeezed, squeezed it like it. a toothpaste tube Clean. into his mouth. <laughs> Did not leave a drop. He didn't even flinch either. It wasn't like there was no squirm on no. his face. It was just like, yeah, this is good. This is normal. No, he was all about it. Down to the last drop. And the best Guys, part is Rami, this before. Rami initially offered $200, but then we pulled it off the table because Judge just said, I'll do it for free. Really yeah. He said, pass that over here. I sucked it out. It was good. <laughs> Thanks. All right. There's I, nothing wrong with it. Well, I got a feeling... Five fifty. He's not going to get a, a food that he likes as much as the one you just got. Well, do you do you have intel as to what he's getting? No, you I know just what got. It is? No, I don't. But okay. I've got a feeling that you guys are going to come up with a grand finale. We, there's going to be there's a couple different options here that we've been mulling, and we did settle on one. But there okay. could be a discussion. Let's have a discussion without Rami. Chad just tweeted us: Thousand Island dressing is ketchup based. That's why he loves. That's it. why. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. Well, okay. There it is. Thank it you, Chad. Sense. It makes sense. See, <laughs> Chad understands me. <laughs> you bozos just passed judgment. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, and we'll come back. Our friend Tom Pelissero will join the show when we come back here. But let's first talk about Federated and Mutual. To the sweet. In, right? Am I talking about Federated Mutual Insurance? Yeah, yeah you are, okay. Phil. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Uh, federated is here for you business owners out there. And uh, if, if, you've, if you've owned a business, you understand that sometimes you need someone to have your back. You need an insurance policy that goes beyond just the paperwork. You need that face-to-face relationship, and you need, uh, you need experience standing behind you. And Federated, which is, by the way, a Minnesota-based company based in Owatonna, uh, Federated has over 100 years' experience in helping business owners in many different facets. The best place to go is federatedinsurance.com, where you can find out about all the industries that Federated protects, and you can find your Federated marketing representative. I have been a business owner in my life, and so I empathize with the problem solvers out there, but also with those of you riding the roller coaster on the way up as well. Both of those things can be true. Federated Insurance It's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami are live at the Minnesota State Fair. One more hour for us on this Labor Day. Thank you guys for listening. Back shortly.